I actually find myself leaning towards a passage of scripture that has oftentimes been looked at by those who don't believe in the inspiration of the scriptures as a contradiction. It's actually found in Proverbs chapter 26, verses 4 and 5. Verse 4 says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Verse 5 says, Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Welcome to the Scripture and Plain Reason Podcast. An engaging podcast where we affirm the authority and the clarity of Scripture. My name is Ryan. And my name is Brian. Welcome, listeners. Uh, I am flying solo here for just a second, and then I'm going to turn it over to Brian. We needed to do something a little different for this week. We're a little behind. I've been doing a lot of traveling, as has Brian. We just got a new puppy as well. So we now have three dogs, um, really two and a half dogs. <laughs> we got an English cream Labrador retriever to go along with our chocolate lab and our chihuahua. So it's been a little crazy coordinating for Brian and I to record in my studio. So we're going to do something a little different in that I'm going to pose a question to Brian and then Brian has recorded his response out of the comforts of his own home. And we'll share that response with you here in a second. I just wanted to give a quick reminder that we will be finishing up plastic people in a liquid world over the course of the next few weeks. And we're just going to answer one question here today that ties back to the gender ideology topic that we've been discussing for the last two episodes. So Brian, when talking to a transgender person, should you refer to them as their preferred pronouns? So what we're talking about here is if a biological male identifies as a female, should we refer to them as she, her, as they would like to be referred to as? Sometimes, instead of being referred to as a she, her, if they're a biological male who's identifying as a female, they'll ask to be referred to as they, them, or their. Now, that kind of brings a sub-question up. What about their the name they received at birth or right after birth? Many times, transgenders will change their name to reflect their new identity. And they refer to the name that they had at birth or a few days after birth as their dead name. Should we use their new name? Should we refer to their dead name? And what about the pronouns? Uh, should we use their preferred pronouns? Now, of course, Christians disagree on the best approach to referring to a transgender with their biological sex pronouns or their preferred pronouns. There is a group that I would call the pronoun hospitality group. And this position from believers is a, a position where they will use the preferred pronouns because they believe it's the hospitable, kind, loving, Christ-like thing to do. It shows acceptance. It shows a kindness, a reaching out, a tenderness, and empathy. So we've called them the pronoun hospitality group. There's another group of Christians who see it differently, and they believe that to use preferred pronouns that are different than their biological sex would be to actually be supporting a destructive ideology. People, for instance, like Pastor John Piper say that he cannot call them by their preferred pronouns because that would be lying. Using pronouns that don't match a person's biological sex is simply untrue. 
And this position also believes that to refer to them with their preferred pronouns would be to capitulate to an unbiblical ideology. So which is the best? Is it pronoun hospitality or is it um, speaking the truth so that you don't support a destructive ideology? Which group is correct? Well, I think we need to step back again and ask the question, is there a black and white, is there a right, wrong answer to this question? I don't believe there necessarily is because the scriptures don't give us any direction or condemnation or commendation to cause us to say that there is a one-size-fits-all answer to this question. I actually find myself leaning towards a passage of Scripture that has oftentimes been looked at by those who don't believe in the inspiration of the Scriptures as a contradiction. It's actually found in Proverbs chapter 26, verses 4 and 5. Verse 4 says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Verse 5 says, Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Now, is that double talk? No, I believe what's happening here is in this wisdom poetry, we are discovering that there are certain answers that certain people need and certain answers that may differ that other people need. Think of it this way, that behind every question, there is a questioner. So when the question is asked, why will you not use my preferred pronouns? There's a questioner there. Sometimes that questioner can be someone who's trying to mock someone who's trying to attack God's word and God's original creation of male and female. Sometimes it can be someone who's genuinely confused that are experiencing what we've talked about, true gender dysphoria. And they really do feel like they are a man trapped in a woman's body or a woman trapped in a man's body. So how can this passage give us a little bit of guidance I would say that that first one in verse 4 says, Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. That there is the possibility in certain settings that to use the preferred pronouns would be, as those that are opposed to it adequately state, that you would be affirming a destructive ideology. I would be affirming a um, destructive ideology. And so I would say that category is often going to be those who have perhaps grown up in a Christian home or in the church, professed believers, who know very clearly what God's Word says. And for us to capitulate or to give in to using their preferred pronouns would actually be to support that wrong ideology and to almost make ourselves like them perhaps even become like them, to no longer see this transgender ideology as something that's unbiblical and destructive for human flourishing. So there are certain people, I believe, that we would be wrong to um, yield, to show deference, and to use their preferred pronouns, because we know these people know better. They know very clearly what God's Word teaches And they know that we know that as well. And for us to affirm those new pronouns, their preferred pronouns would be to become like them, as it were, according to this proverb. But then he says in verse 5, certain fools, and again, we use the word fool here in its biblical sense. We're not saying that they're moronic or that there's some type of less of an intelligence than we have. A biblical fool is someone who doesn't acknowledge the sovereignty of the creator. 
and his created order and the goodness and the adequacy of his creation. But it says here in verse 5, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. There are certain people that by using their preferred pronouns, I may be able to continue to have um, ministry with, gospel ministry with. For instance, if I had a transgender neighbor, which I do not presently, but if I did and they wanted to be referenced as a pronoun that is not in accordance with their biological sex, I believe that the wise thing to do in that case, according to verse 5, would be to answer that person according to their preferred pronoun, knowing that I don't want to do something that's going to come across as inhospitable, unkind, uncompassionate, that's going to lose ministry opportunity with this particular person. Maybe it's uh, someone that I work with or some extended family member that I have had really no relationship with uh, for a long time. They don't know where I stand biblically. They don't understand even where they should be standing biblically. So I say that there are certain situations where we would say we're going to use those preferred pronouns because we don't want this to be the hill that we die on, as it were, that we don't have any further verbal ministry with that person. Maybe a, for instance, would be if a missionary goes to a village and there is polygamy taking place and there are men there that have multiple wives, five or six different wives. As wrong as it would be, or I think as wrong as it would be to say that only one of them is his real wife and the other four you keep referencing as you know people who are mistresses or, or ladies that are mistresses or ladies that aren't truly his wife would be to deal with something before you actually deal with the thing that matters. And the thing that matters in that case, obviously, is this this man probably doesn't know the Lord. And so to try to insult or to say that some of those wives are illegitimate, even though we know biblically we should only be married to one woman for one lifetime, is to probably interrupt or completely end any future ministry with that person. But at the same time, I think we need to understand that there are some times where we would affirm something, trying to be hospitable, trying to be nice, trying to be loving. And yet what we do is we further encourage that person's confusion. <laughs> uh, for instance, is I don't know if you've watched any episodes of America's Got Talent, but there are moments where someone comes and all their lives they've been told they can sing or they can dance or they can do some other neat activity or entertainment. And they get on the big stage and everybody else realizes that person can't sing. That person can't dance. That person doesn't have the talent that all their lives, people close to them because they wanted to make them feel good, told them that they had. They actually lied to them. And then on the big stage, when everyone else saw it or heard it, they were able to say, actually, you don't have talent. And the truth is, you've been lied to for a long time by people who are closest to you. So all that to say, I think when we're talking about transgender person, we should very carefully and discerningly decide in this moment, should I use their preferred pronoun? Will by using this preferred pronoun to this person who was born in the different biological sex, will I be able to have continued ministry with them? Will I be tempted to be like them and to affirm this destructive ideology? Is this someone who's testing me almost like the Pharisees and asking a question to see if they can trap me? 
This means it requires, like most gray issues, for Christians to be discerning. And that requires walking in the Spirit and being filled with the Word. So that's our answer to that one question today. My name is Ryan. And my name is Brian. Join us next time for more Scripture and Plain Reason. God's Word is true and God's Word is clear.